Well, good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Janice M. from Massachusetts, and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Today's Tuesday, it's August the 22nd, and this is the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. And today we're reading from the big book, and we're still in Chapter 6 into action. We're still doing action. And we're going to begin on page 85. We're beginning with paragraph 2, which starts, much has already been said. And then we're going to read uh, paragraph 3. And then we're going to end up on page 86, paragraph 1, ending with what corrective measures should be taken. And we'll comment on all three. All righty, let's see. Uh, the readers for today are Melissa K, Melissa C K for our twelve steps, Kathy Joe P for our traditions, and then the readers of the text will be John K and Sherry K B. Now I have two share IDs for you, which includes a five-digit number. So yesterday Monday. August the 21st, 2017, the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 10336. That's 10,336. And today, which is Tuesday, 822.17, 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting was 10338. That's 10,338. And our newcomer greeter will be Melanie C. The OA preamble over Eaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors, and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Melissa C.K. Padme to please read our 12 steps. Good morning, Janice. May I be heard? Oh, very well. Excellent. Good morning, everyone. This is Melissa C.K. of Chattanooga, Tennessee, gratefully recovering compulsive overeater. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, 
came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks so much for allowing me to do service. And thank you so much for doing service, Melissa C.K. I'm just going to give a friendly reminder. I hear some typing. So if you're not Kathy Joe P., could you please start one to mute your phone? Now I will ask... Kathy Joe P. to please read the 12 traditions. This is Kathy Joe P. Can I be heard? You can. Okay. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop compulsively overeating. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized that we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And thank you so much, Kathy Joe P. This is how our meeting works. 
our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. Now to share, please press star one to unmute. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. And in order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And thank you for that, it's nice and quiet. Today, we resume our study of the big book, and we're going to begin on page 85 and uh, beginning with the second paragraph, much has already been said. And we're going to read the next paragraph, and then on page 86, the first paragraph, and you can comment on all of them. So now I will ask our first reader, <clears throat> pardon me, June, um, June, John K. please, if you would start reading. <laughs> Sure, thanks, Janice. Uh, Mrs. John Kiernan, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Los Angeles. Much has already been said about receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from him who has all knowledge and power. If we have carefully followed directions, we have begun to sense the flow of his spirit into us. To some extent, we have become God-conscious. We have begun to develop this vital sixth sense. Um... But we go further, and that means more action. Step 11 suggests prayer and meditation. We shouldn't be shy on this matter of prayer. Better men than we have, are, uh, are using it constantly. It works if we have the proper attitude and work at it. It would be easy to be vague about this matter, yet we believe we can make some definite and valuable suggestions. When we retire at night and constructively review our day, were we resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? Do we owe an apology? Have we kept something to ourselves which should be discussed with another person at once? Were we kind and loving toward all? What could we have done better? Were we thinking of ourselves most of the time? Or were we thinking of what we could do for others or what, uh, of what we could pack into the stream of life? We must be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection, for that would diminish our usefulness to others. After making our review, we ask God's forgiveness and inquire what corrective measures should be taken. Wow, important stuff here. Um, bringing us, you know, sort of the cusp between steps 10 and 11. Uh, you know, if there's one, uh, it's interesting. I have always had highlighted in my big book, and I'm looking at it right now, the, the vital that I mean to me this is one of those things that I spend my life working on you know and uh, it's there and it's sometimes quieter than others and sometimes it doesn't 
kick in when it needs to, but when I'm working the program and everything's kicking, you know, clicking in on all cylinders, it's there, uh, and it, you know, it helps me so much. You know, it, you know, there are some really good specific directions in the big book, whether it's, uh, you know, the fourth step directions on page 65, or, you know, in this section here, this section of what we're going to probably, you know, we'll be reading tomorrow, very well laid out. Um, and and especially you know the, the last paragraph here where it starts when we retire at night you know to me that sort of you know has a foot both steps ten and eleven because um, I've always thought of this the end of the day ten step uh, but in the at the same time at the end of it it's moving into step eleven with the last part about asking God what corrective measures should be taken and uh, well I got to tell you I really admitted it uh, admit that in, you know in the beginning. Uh, I really appreciate having some specific guidance here on how to do a day, end of day assessment. You know. and I didn't measure up those days, mind you, and, and still, you know, it's an ongoing process. But at least I had some structure in which to base my resentment. You know, and uh, you know, when I look at some of these things, you know, resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid, you know, I think we all have versions of that. We all want apology, boy. You know, uh, in the AA Big Book, uh, not the AA Big Book, in the AA 12 and 12, it has that great phrase, restraint of pen and tongue, which has always been my, my downfall, or lack of, actually. <laughs> Although I've actually amended it to say restraint of pen and tongue and send button for now. But um, there was always something where I had to go back and make him lots of amends. Uh, did we keep something to ourselves? That wasn't always me. It, it was on certain things, but for the most part, I almost needed the, the idea, you know, the opposite. We've done better. All of these things were just so important. And, you know, boy, you, you know, the one thing I remember looking at for a long time, you know, um, you know, what could we have packed into the stream of life? You know, uh, when I was new to program and I was an active pulse eater, the stream of life got very, very thin. It was a trip because I all I did was, Isolate, not do much. Um, and I just want to say, I'm going to uh, end with the, the, that, you know, for a long time in the program, I sort of beat myself up over this paragraph because I felt even with years in programming, years of abstinence, I didn't measure up because, you know, you go on where we resent, resent, resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid well, on any given day. Yeah. And, and all these various questions. And I needed to remember, I, I had somebody finally say, look, these are, these are ideals. These are ideals toward which we all strive. Nobody gets the mark every day. You know, it's just, you know, I'm, you know, maybe one day in, in a long time I do, but a lot of days I don't. I have to remember what it says in the AA 12 and 12, and I'll wrap up, that uh, when it comes to my character defects, I have to be happy with the patient improvement. And, and that's what I do. And uh, with that, I pass. And <clears throat> thank you so much, John Kay. All right, I'm, we're going to open up the meeting for comments. I'd like to take about six people if we have Charles a H. Oh, Charles, good morning to you. Charles H. Yes. Elaine B. Elaine. Good morning to you, Elaine. Carrie. Anybody else? Carrie. Carrie or Carrie? Carrie. Carrie. Okay. Jo Jody EQ. Carrie S. Jody. Jody EQ. Anybody else? Jeff. Jeff. What's your last first initial to your last name, Jeff? G. Jeff G. And let's take one more. Melissa C. 
Well, good morning to you, Melissa C. Okay. We'll take you in the next group. Okay. Um, Charles, it's your turn. Thank you, Janice, and for your service. And I want to make an amends for stepping on you. And uh, I do that less because <laughs> we claim <laughs> spiritual progress, not perfection. And, you know, it's just so unfair that there's so much things to unpack here. And there's no way it can be done in three minutes, 20 minutes, or even a lifetime. Um, but I want to drill down where it says, what could we have done better? And I was talking with a fellow this morning, and through that talk, I realized that I was at resentment. I was at anxiety, fear, and I never talked about that. And it was in my psyche, but I never put it out there to the atmosphere. So dishonest by nature every day. I don't just say it as a cliche to get a, oh, don't worry about it. No, <laughs> I'm trying to grow. So um, where it says step 11 suggests prayer and meditation. I shouldn't be shy on this matter. Better men than we are, are using it constantly. Definitely. That's some humility right there because I don't pray and meditate as much as I could because I'm selfish, you know. And um, when I don't, I pay the price. And we're going to learn on page 87 with all types of foolish assumptions and all types of preconceived notions. And these things don't sneak in. These things are here. These things are ingrained in me um, because I'm human. And that's not an excuse. That's why I need this program more than ever. Chase it like my face is on fire. Forget my hair. My hair is burned off. Chase it like my face is on fire. This spiritual conditioning, because that's my malady. Notice we ain't talking nothing about alcohol. We ain't talking nothing about food. We're talking about human emotion. And this is, is, is a matter I should not be, you know, shy on. Dr. Silkworth tells me in the end of the doctor's opinion, I suggest, I earnestly suggest every alcoholic read this book, and though they may come to scars, he may remain to prayer. So prayer is so important. Um, it should precede meditation. And, and for me, and it's different for everybody. And I do I have to get quiet throughout the day. I do have to pause when I'm agitated. And I do have to um, do that nightly review. There's 12 questions, and I'm closing with this. What could I have done better? There's so many times in the past I've lied and said nothing. Such a liar, such a self-centered, egotistical person. Just for today, I'm claiming some spiritual progress. And with that, I pass. And thank you so much, Charles H. Okay, Elaine B., it's your turn. Good morning. Thank you so much for your service. Elaine B., gratefully recovered in Massachusetts, and so grateful for this. You know, I feel like uh, steps one through ten were the things that helped prepare me so that I could live. You know, here's how we clean things up. Here's how we get right with with each other. And then as I get into, um, you know, part of step 10 and 11 um, and 12, it's this is what life is all about. This is how to live. And I needed to be able to come unblocked and to stay unblocked every day so that I could begin to show up for life. So I'm so grateful I got a second chance to ask myself, did I miss anything today? Did I step in some poo? Have I been resentful, selfish, self-seeking? Do I owe an apology? And there's still time to do that at the end of the night, or it could be first thing in the morning if I need to put it off. But I get to um, 
to ask myself questions. Was I kind and loving towards all? That's how to live. What could I have done better? How can I improve myself? That's how to live. Um, was I thinking of myself most of the time? That's not how to live. I don't want to be doing that anymore, but I want to be on the lookout for it. Or was I thinking of what I could do for others, what I could pack into the stream of life? I was so blocked um, by people and how I reacted to them that I, I couldn't show up for life. And I still get blocked today. And thank God for 10 steps and a chance at 11 to clean it up so that I can live. And I love this. Much has already been said about receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from him who has all knowledge and power. You know what? I don't have to live this life alone. I can um, get inspiration and strength to clean things up between you and me. I had to do my 10th step, I mean my uh, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh step work to clear up the blockage that I had from God that was blocking me off from the sunlight of the spirit that was keeping me from getting the direction that I needed and the power to be loving, the, the wisdom for what I needed. So I always think about when I bring the best that I have, my best thinking, my best understanding, it's like a symbol. But when I walk this road, I'm walking it along and I, can have, I have access to strength. I have access to inspiration. I have access to direction from him who has all knowledge and power. And one of the things I need is direction and working with others. When I ask for help, I need to pause and receive it. And one thing I add to my, to my meditation, well, we'll talk about mornings tomorrow, but who can I help every day? So this is a design for living that really works. Now I know how to keep the things that keep me from living and keep me in my food and my resentment and my anger and everything out. Now I get to um, walk arm in arm with the, my creator and begin to be what my creator wanted me to be and enjoy this life that I've been given. And uh, so grateful for vision for you. I wouldn't be here. Thanks. I pass. And thank you, Elaine B. <clears throat> okay, Carrie S., it's your turn. Good morning. Thanks so much for your service. And is Carrie S. recovered in Colorado? Just grateful today to be looking at my part. And I also wanted to, to kind of unpack the what could we have done better. So I've been noticing my practice in the evening to give away my nightly review. That that quite, I usually do it early enough, you know, six thirty or seven, that I that I'll look at what could I have done better. And nine times out of ten is I could pray for my sponsees or family members, and then look at that. I get this. I get to take the action right there. And so I love I love that opportunity. What could I have done better? And then also I just wanted to look at in in the step 11, the step itself has the word improve. And so I looked up the definition of improve to bring into a more desirable or excellent condition to make more useful by betterment. And lastly, increase the quality. And I love that idea of increasing the quality of my existence versus the quantity. Um, I, I think that a lot of times in program, people talk about the, 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 quantity, the quantity versus the quality. And um, for me, it's, it's what could I have done better? How could I make my life more desirable by helping others to make other people's lives better? And lastly, I just wanted to say um, that because I pray, I don't react as much anymore. Um, and I like the idea that prayer is um, a love letter to God. 
um, that, that I get to do this every day. So thanks so much. Uh, with that, I'll pass. And thank you so much, Kerry S. Okay, Jody EQ, it's your turn. Thank you so much. Good morning. This is Jody EQ, gratefully recovered, calling from South Carolina this morning. So um, if we have carefully followed directions, we have begun to sense the flow of his spirit into us. In other words, I need to work the preceding 10 steps, all 10 of them, to the best of my ability today. And I begin to be God conscious. I have to say that from the very first meeting I walked into almost 30 years ago, I had a spiritual awakening. So I hadn't taken any steps yet, except perhaps for maybe sort of step one. But um, as I have worked the steps to the best of my ability over all these years with increasing thoroughness, uh, this God consciousness has increased. So I begin to develop a vital sixth sense. What a blessing that is to be able to get quiet, sit still, and breathe, simply breathe in and out slowly and deeply. And just try to be there with my higher power. Try to turn off all the thinking, 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 thinking. And just be still and see what happens. And as I do that with consistency, I meditate consistently, that sixth sense becomes a little better. But there is more to do. Uh, Step 11 suggests prayer and meditation. I also pray. I do a nightly review. I pause when agitated or doubtful and ask for the next right thought or action. There are many prayers embedded in the steps, many throughout the book. I ask for many things. I ask for knowledge of God's will and the power to carry that out. I ask how I can be a better sponsor, how I can be a better mother, sister, ex-wife, friend, all of those things. One thing I do in my night for my nightly review, which I usually do in the morning because I'm often very tired at the time I retire, I look at um, my all the phone calls I had that day, all the different people I spoke to on the phone and all the different text messages and all the different emails because I live my life quite a bit on the phone these days. And that jogs my memory as to the encounters I had with each person. And if I came in face-to-face with anybody, I look at that too. And just, I try to just, yeah, and that often will help me to see what I need to clean up from the previous day. So anyway, just thought I'd mention that. And thank you, everybody, for being here. Thank you for your service. And thank you for yours, Jody EQ. Okay, Jeff G, followed by Melissa C. Okay, Jeff, you want to press star one to unmute? Hello, everybody. This is Jeff G. I am out in the Los Angeles area and gratefully recovering. I am grateful for the moderator and for everyone who has shared, will share, and everybody who is uh, listening in on the call. 
that's what creates our fellowship. So thank you so much. Um, I love this uh, reading. Step 11 is incredibly important, as, as many of us, if not all of us, know. Um, and if you're new to the program, step 11 is uh, that you maintained a conscious contact with God through prayer and meditation. Um, I personally have found that a blend of the two works really well, both prayer and meditation. Um, if I do just prayer, I feel as though something's missing. And if I do just meditation, I feel as though something is missing. So I try to do a blend of the two of them. Um, typically, uh, my meditation practice can be anywhere between 20 to 30 minutes in the morning. And I follow that with a prayer. And I also make sure to pray before meals. Um, and, uh, and I try to do... Um, prayers, I focus my prayers around asking God for guidance, you know, to do his will, not my will, but God's will in this day. And, uh, if courage is what's needed, you know, God help me to, uh, give me courage. And I also, uh, do a review on a fairly, um, uh, daily basis, Monday through Fridays, um, sometimes longer. And one of the questions I love to ask is, you know, if I had to live today, or if it's the following day, if I had to live yesterday over again, what, if anything, would I have done differently? And it's really interesting what comes up. Um, it's usually around treating a loved one a little bit kinder. Um, and so that's why I love that uh, question. And I also like what it says in there, here f for me, actually. It says, but we must be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection for that would diminish our usefulness to others. So that's really important because we don't want to get like too obsessed with this idea of perfection. I know for myself, I just need to keep reminding myself uh, to focus on progress, uh, not perfection. And I also know that for myself, I need to really... Uh, be patient with myself and be kind with myself. And I also know that I have to be careful about unconstructive, unconstructed thinking. Where I'm not consciously asking questions, I'm just letting my brain drift wherever. Because for me, and I can't speak for all people, um, but I know if, if I try that, uh, my brain just wanders in a million different directions and it actually uh, leads me to feeling worse, not better. So um, I like to either ask questions such as the one in this reading or, and I'll, rep, and I'll end it on this, or I like to um, ask uh, questions such as, um, you know, what in my life, about my life, or about myself could make me feel grateful in this moment right now. Um, so thank you so much to everyone on the call, and have a great rest of your day. And thank you so much, Jeff G. Okay, Melissa C., it is your turn. Hi, good morning. It's Melissa C. from New York. Can I be heard? You can. Okay, great. If you could time me, because I don't have my timer near me, I would appreciate it. Um, so, you know, um, I just, this process is just amazing because, um, you know, like in my nightly review, um, what came up for me last night um what could I do better? I, I've been thinking about an aunt of mine that I made amends to who, um, you know, really, and I've shared it before, she didn't accept my amends. She wasn't really interested. Um, 
And and yet I've seen her in time since, and um, she's been okay to me. She actually talks to me. Um, and she came up in my review last night. My sister had told me that she's been sick. And I thought, you know what, it, this is my, you know, an amends is like, I know it's, that's a different step, but it relates because um, for me, like the nightly review is how am I doing in my living amends? You know, what can I do better? Um, and so I, it came up in my review that um, I was thinking about calling her and what could I do better? Call her. So, you know, after the um, eight o'clock meeting, um, I called my aunt. And um, and it is completely due to this, you know, this review. And the call went beautifully. She was um, quite happy to hear from me. Um, I listened to her. You know, we look for strength, inspiration, um, direction. And that's what, you know, it's the God consciousness, God awakening within me. And it's Meditation does not have to be like me sitting on a mountaintop. It's um, me thinking about people in my life. What can I do to invite God in to my world? Um, be, you know, be a living messenger. So I called my aunt, and, um, you know, she's 85 years old. And um, we had a lovely conversation. I listened to her. I I put my bills aside because I started calling her and I was going to like multitask and I felt God directing me, shove your, shove your stuff aside and actually listen. And we had a beautiful conversation. And at the end of the conversation, she thanked me so much for calling. And she said, please, please call me again. Please continue to call me. And that is completely due to this 12 step work that, you know, yes, being, Free from the food, incredible gift. But to mend relations with family members, what could be better than that? Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Melissa C. Okay, we're going to stop for a brief commercial, a convention promotion presented by Sylvia F. <laughs> Thank you, Janice. Good morning, visionaries. This is Sylvia Fox. Sylvia F. recovered in Northern California. And um, I was living in upstate New York when the first Vision for You convention was scheduled in Virginia Beach. And I signed up for it immediately. I was so excited to finally match the voices to the people on the line who'd become part of my fellowship. But then I got nervous. It's a rare relationship that you talk to someone for years without ever having met them physically face-to-face. So as an addict, I started to get into self. Was I recovered enough? Did I look recovered? I asked my sponsor. So I had the added bonus of doing a lot of necessary step work before I even got to the convention. On the very first morning of the convention, I was given the opportunity to help another fellow who came to the convention still suffering in the food and in the addiction that very first morning being present for another fellow was God sent for both of us. I was able to be present for her and for my other fellows for the rest of the convention. And she was given the miracle of abstinence that day and is now another recovered sponsor among our fellowships. So I urge you to go to consider going to the convention and meeting this huge fellowship that you are now a member of. Go to be of service to others. Go find the help that you need to experience the miracle of being recovered. 
don't miss it, but this is it. The deadline for our convention is this Thursday, August 24th. The convention's in Newark, New Jersey. All the information is on our website, avisionforyou.info. And that's a vision, the number four, y-o-u.info. A vision for you, the number four dot info. And we've got great news. A vision for you has been gifted a few more scholarships. If you are in need, please email your request to Katie F at fisher.katie1 at gmail.com. Fisher.katie1 at gmail.com. If the cost of travel is keeping you away, visit our website for, com for our community board. Maybe you can share a ride or you can share a room and cut your cost in half. And if you're staying in a single room, maybe you'd like to help someone out by offering to share your room with them. But this is it. Make a decision, then act. Come meet your fellows in Newark on September 15th to 17th. And I thank you and I pass. Back to you. And thank you so much, Sylvia F., for the promotion. Yes. All right, we're going to continue commenting on page 85, paragraph 2, paragraph 3, and continue on page 86 with paragraph 1. There was a name that didn't get in in the first group, but I, I forgot the name already. Who was that? Sherry Casey. Tracy? Sherry? Sherry KB? Oh, Sherry's here. Good. Okay. Sherry KB. Who else would like to? Comment. Bonnie G. I heard two C's. Bonnie G. Bonnie. You know what? There's background music. Here. Mary G. <laughs> Spell the first. If we could all mute our phones by pressing star one, it would be great. Thank you. Again. Bonnie G. Bonnie G. Bonnie I got G. you. And Laurie. Laurie T. And whom else? Reggie Mary. O. Reggie O. Okay. And whom else? Mary D. All right. Let's go with those. Thank you. Thank you for your patience. All right. Sherry KB. Good for you. Here, here you are. It's your turn. Good morning, Sylvia. Good morning, everybody. Sherry KB in Northern California. Grateful Recovery Compulsive Reader. Thanks for your service, Janice. So here we are, we're finishing up step 10 and we're getting into step 11. And, you know, I just, the first thing I wanted to say about between step 10 and 11, that I used to get them mixed up. And um, when I got through this work, um, someone, many people talked about this and it was very helpful for me because step 10 is when I'm disturbed. So that means when it happens, not, um, I used to think I could do uh, 10 at 10, like 10 in the morning and 10 at night. And so I learned that it's when I'm disturbed and that there's three practices in step 11. And right now we're just talking about the first. Uh, and then we'll talk about probably the second one tomorrow and maybe the third one on um, the next day. But so for now, um, this prayer and meditation, which really helped me to uh, review at night um, to review my day and to see where I was resentful, selfish, dishonest, afraid. Uh, was I kind and loving towards all? Um, what could I have done better? But also, um, how did I help others? And it's not about morbid reflection. It's more about looking at what I did, what didn't work, and what I could do better. And the prayer and meditation, I was told that 
you know, it's important for me to cultivate this relationship with a power greater than myself than I w- like I would with someone I really loved and cared about. So if I was to cultivate that relationship, I would be doing it on a daily basis. Um, and so, therefore, for me, um, I, I do a step 11, you know, every day, uh, throughout the day and at night and in, in the morning. And I have this little ritual that I do that helps me go through this particular practice. And I love that there's such great directions here for me to follow. Um, and, you know, the word ask means prayer. And there is a difference between prayer and meditation, as it was said. You know, prayer is talking to my higher power and meditation is listening to my higher power. And I don't have to be on a rooftop in order to pray or meditate um, you know, it can just, as long as I can get still within myself um, to do that and to get quiet so I can hear my higher power's voice because that's what I notice. The more quiet I get, the louder my higher power's voice does get. And um, and I love this because this practice is helping me to, um, you know, continue to stay abstinent. And, you know, this is so much better to go to comfort for my higher power rather than go to the food. And I'm just so grateful for that. And it's such a beautiful, beautiful step. And this is where it says um, in that first paragraph we read that we begin to sense the, the flow of his spirit into us. And that's what I do know myself. And with that, I pass. Thank you. And I hope you come to the convention. And thank you, Sherry KB, just for being here now. All right, Bonnie G., please, it's your turn. Hi, this is Bonnie G. Recovered in South Florida. And um, yeah, what's so beautiful about these three paragraphs is that they are such clear directions of getting, of how to prayer, of getting God conscience, of being aware of His Spirit. Uh, For so many years, in OA, all I thought of was free-floating for prayer and meditation and never, ever relating it to my character defects or my or knowing God's will for me each day. And to come to this and have such clear, outstanding instructions as when we retire on night, someplace to direct my prayer and that my meditation actually first and then my prayer to what he would have me be, what I can do for that day, what I can do for another. Um, reading the book this way, reading the big book in OA, has just opened up a whole world, and uh, I'm just so grateful for all of this and looking forward to seeing you in Newark. Thanks for letting me share. I pass. Well, thank you, Bonnie G. Okay, Laurie T., it is your turn. Oh, good morning. Thank you so much. Um, uh, I want to say that I am sharing because of what an earlier share prompted in my mind. I'm hoping that I can say it as beautifully as I believe God was sharing with me. And it's on this paragraph about... um, if we have carefully followed directions, we begin to sense the flow of his spirit into us. And to some extent, we become God conscious. We've begun to develop this vital sixth sense. Well, a share about 20 minutes ago read that, and I was thinking of vital sixth sense. I was thinking all day yesterday that I would be stupid enough to look at an eclipse 
And I've already looked at the sun too much in my life. And I was thinking, what would I, how important are my vital five senses, senses rather? And that is how important this vital six sense is, in the sense that this is something I need to survive. It is absolutely critical to my ability to get through life. And some of my senses have diminished, but then as I was praying, um, the sense I realized is the flow because I can't make my eyes better or my ears better. I can't make my five senses better, and I can't make my sixth sense better, and that sixth sense is the flow. But what I can do with my five senses is protect them and make sure that they that I do everything I can so that they don't incur damage. And I can do that with this flow. I can't enhance the flow. I can protect the flow by engaging in step 11. And this is, like I said, it's just coming to me, and it's probably not well developed, but that's the way it's coming through in my mind, that I can protect this flow. That's the sixth sense. It's critical. If I, I would be less willing to lose it as I would any of my other senses, that's how important and vital it must become, and that I have a way, not sunglasses, not um, UV for my skin, you know, not uh, a, a nose mask. I have step 11 to help me protect my sixth sense so that it stays vital and realizing that it's not something I control. It simply is, and it develops on its own, just like my other senses when I was a little baby. They developed on their own into maturity, and I didn't have to do anything except take the precautions to make sure that I maintain their status and um, allow them to do the work they're supposed to do in my life. So, uh, anyway, that was my share. Thank you so much for this meeting and all those shares that kind of provoked a little more flow in me today. I'll pass. Well, thank you so much, Laurie T. Okay, if if Reggie O and Mary D could probably take about two minutes each, we'll be through. We'll get it done. Reggie O. Hi, Janice. Thank you so much for your service <clears throat> and everybody that's here this morning. Um, this is Reggie O. Very gratefully recovered in the Los Angeles area, and boy, what a powerfully packed three paragraphs we read this morning. Um, you know, starting back with uh, yeah, that that sense of flow of God's spirit into us. This is like the transition, as someone said previously, from the first 10 steps, you know, as I've worked thoroughly the first 10 steps, then this is what this this is saying. This is what I get. I have begun to sense the flow of God's spirit, you know, his spirit into us. And to some extent, we have become God conscious. And then that in the next sentence is described as a vital sixth sense. This God consciousness is a vital sixth sense. And it's a sense that's um, beyond the physical senses. You know, I love the discussion about the senses. And then there's the sixth senses beyond the physical senses. And I, you know, I was thinking about that as as uh, I was listening to people and reading this morning and um, reading this this morning. And, you know, when I had this vital sixth sense, I actually began to also, it, it does alter my physical senses because I, I see things differently and I hear things differently. And, you know, my, my, my perspective and, and outlook on life is different. So things are like really different. And then, you know, it talks about action, more action. And, and after the first three steps, there's this continual and we begin to take more action. You know, we take vigorous action after the third step when we make a decision to turn our will and our lives over. We do four and five, you know, action of four and five, and then we, we, we give over the defects that we've learned. And then <clears throat> uh, with six and seven, eight and nine, more action. 
We do 10 steps. Now it's saying more action. And it strikes me that more action is considered prayer and meditation. That's what it's telling us, telling me, you know, us, I believe in this book, that more action is needed and that more action is prayer and meditation. Before reading this book and, you know, kind of having a new way of looking, I would have never thought of these as, as actions, but and I, hear the, I hear the call. <laughs> I'll just say that, uh, that meditation and action are, uh, meditation and prayer are actually my first action my first actions um and from then that's 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 the hope is that my meditation and prayer are my first action so that i can hear direction for the rest of my actions and with that i'll pass <laughs> okay thank you reggio okay mary d it's your turn perhaps a, a little over a minute will do oh mary d Hi, I'm sorry. Um, you can hear me now, yes? I can. Okay. I want to thank everyone for your service and just being there this morning. And I just want to say, you know what, I can't go into what was read today. I, I can. I read it along. This is the second meeting I've attended this morning. And if it weren't for a vision for you, I wouldn't be coming out of relapse. I've been in and out of these doors for 35 years, and I'm struggling, and I'm just asking for prayers. Um, I know it's a fellowship, and I hate to be so self-centered talking about me, but sometimes it's hard to get out of yourself, and that's what I want to do. So um, thanks for being there, everyone, and I don't want to take up any more time. I'm glad I spoke. Have a blessed day. I pass. Well, thank you very much, Mary D. Yes, this is the unshakable foundation of life, and we will pray for you. At least I will. All right. Thank you to everyone who has shared so please join us pretty soon. We will have some more information. But right now, I would like to close just this part of the meeting with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And Sherry, KB, you're here. Please go ahead. My book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past, Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.